When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, April 29th. And I know you're going to hear about it. So let me just do a quick rundown of all the stuff that President Biden described last night in his address to the joint session of Congress, also known as the almost State of the Union. Okay, it's a one point eight trillion dollar plan. It's a plan, gang. It's not done yet. And we haven't even done infrastructure yet. So this is a big, bold plan. It is aimed to help the people who are taking care of their kids and provide education, uh, some paid leave, extension of some tax breaks that occurred uh, during the pandemic. But I think at the core, what you're going to start to hear about is that the Biden proposal really wants to focus on middle to lower wage earners who are taking care of their kids and having a rough time. So, you know, I think that some of these proposals are really interesting. What you're also probably going to hear a lot about is how you pay for this plan. And according to the president, that is going to occur by raising taxes. So a couple of ways that taxes are going to be used to finance this. Remember, the infrastructure plan is mostly about corporate tax rates rising. This new plan proposes raising the top income tax bracket to 39.6. Now, that's where it was for many years. It's currently at 37 percent. And that top rate would actually be, you know, it is rich people. Remember, the 37 percent bracket right now is applying to income for married couples more than $628,300 or $523,600. So this is definitely the top rate would be up for like the big earners. But I think there's another part of this that's going to be interesting to see how they haggle this one out because the top rate on capital gains, you ready for this? It would rise from 20% up to 39.6%. That is a whopper, okay? 
That would be a very big deal in capital gains, okay? I think that that top rate would be something that a lot of people on Wall Street are going to freak out about. They really are, okay? This top capital gains rate would only be for people who make more than a million dollars. So a million dollars would be the bogey there to get the higher capital gains. Now, look, there's already this extra 3.8% percent that goes on top of this. This is called the Medicare surtax on net investment income. So essentially, for most of these very wealthy people, they're paying 23.8%. Now they would be paying, you ready for this, 43.4%. That's a lot. We'll see. We'll see if it makes it. Um, Now, one other part of this that could affect more of you guys And that is that that 3.8% tax, that extra tax, would now include active income earned in businesses like partnerships and S-Corps more than $400,000. So a lot of this means that for the wealthiest Americans, they could end up paying a lot more in taxes. And this could be a big deal, frankly, in terms of how many of you are planning your retirement, because a lot of people need to sell assets to get there. Um, One last thing, the capital gains, this is wild. And I don't know how this is going to go down, but unrealized gains at death um, would be treated as taxable. So, you know, that means right now, if you die and you've got a huge gain that's built up, you can just, the person who inherits it gets a step up of cost basis as if they bought it on the day you died. This is no, not not at all. That's not what's going to happen. It's going to be that there are capital gains at death, but you get an exemption of a million dollars per person. And, um, and that would be in addition to the existing exclusion for a primary residence. Anyway, let me just say this about that. This is going to be a long fight. I don't know how it's going to go down, but it's going to be nasty. So buckle up. I'll be writing about this and uh, pop it on the website over the weekend, but it's going to be a really, really rough go for many people who are trying to plan their future. Listen, it's not not law yet. We've got a long way to go. All right. All right. If you've got a financial question, you want to know about what's going on in this bill, how it might impact you, why don't you send us an email? Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. And Pamela wants to know about financial advisor fees. Here's the question. We have combined $320,000 in assets. Is 1.35% annual fee too much to pay an advisor to consolidate our accounts? I almost think that any amount is too much to pay because you can consolidate your accounts. But if you really need help, no, that's not an outrageous amount to pay. The problem is when you don't have a ton of money, it's hard to get someone to do it, Pamela. I would encourage you to try to do this yourself because I think you can, okay, really. Okay, this is from Megan who says, love your show, it's been helpful to me over the last year. Question about long-term capital gains. Hey, here we go, coming on the dovetails of this potential new plan. Megan says, I'm married and we filed jointly. My husband is in school right now and I'm the sole income. I have some investments I'm thinking about cashing out and I waited a year so I could get the long-term capital gains treatment, not the short-term. I read somewhere that for couples married filing jointly, if your income is under $80,000, it gets taxed at 0%. That's amazing. My income right now is on the border of 80. Um, and so the, she says the her it was 80,176 
last year, but her adjusted gross income was 77,324. I have three different incomes listed on my tax form, all hovering around the 80,000. Um, I'm wondering which one they'll use to determine my long-term capital gains. If I cash out the stocks now, would the tax rate be determined by my 2020 or year 2021? 2021. So if you do it this year, it's 2021. And just to be clear, the 0% tax bracket on capital gains is $0 earned to $80,800 earned. Okay. And this is based on your modified adjusted gross income. That's what it's based on. So here's what one thing you could do to try to wiggle down that um, amount. And that is you could make a contribution to a pre-tax account, whether it's your 401k or an IRA. I would try that out and see if you can drive down your modified adjusted gross income. Okay. Here's a message from Carl who writes that his parents are 54. They're celebrating this year as they finally have over a million dollars for retirement. They're planning on doing just that. Can you believe it? I can't. My father does the finances. He's dabbled in the market for years. Okay, that's good. He was forcibly retired due to a work accident in his 20s. It left him practically disabled. He's able to stumble around, too stubborn to use a cane, but he hasn't worked since his accident. My mother took up the mantle of work after his accident. Previously, she was a stay-at-home mom. She's worked in retail for the majority of her life and was fortunate enough to allocate a large portion of her retirement savings into an employee stock ownership plan. She recently called it quits, now plans to retire because they made it to being millionaires. Unfortunately, my father is very guarded about their finances. My mother's pretty clueless on what my father's doing. Here's what we know, meaning he and his brother. Father receives social security disability about $1,400. My brother and I, believe my father cashed out or rolled over my mother's 401k and stock into a brokerage or something. We know they had a large tax bill recently. We can't figure out any other reason why. The allocation in whatever account it is, is stock heavy, specifically a lot of home improvement companies like Home Depot and Lowe's, about 800000 from what my father's bragged about. They've done so well, yada, yada. They own two homes. One is a rental. It brings in $1,300 a month. Taxes are covered by about four months of rent, no mortgage on either home. They have a truck payment. I'm sure I'm unsure of that cost, maybe four or five hundred bucks. I'm worried about them. They're not in great health. They're doing all right. They're all in on the market is so hot right now. It just can't go wrong. I can't seem to reason with them to get them to realize that retiring at age 54 with a million dollars saved wherever is probably a bad idea. Million dollars is a milestone, but not the hill to retire on. I tried to get them to use retirement calculators. They don't buy it since the stocks they're in have done so much better than the market. I've tried simple reason. It's just all on deaf ears. Any advice would be helpful, Carl. Hmm. Okay, Carl, is there someone in their life that they trust? Is there an accountant, a lawyer, someone like that? Anybody who can try to be the third party, to be impartial. If that's the case, then we want to get that person involved. If not, you got to let it go, dude. I'm sorry. These are your parents. You can't be haggling with them. You can worry all you want, but they are 54. They are young. They are in full control of their mental capacities. Um, But maybe what you just remind them of is that good luck with this. We hope it works. We are not here to bail you out. Just to be clear, if anything bad happens, we just want to, of course, you're going to end up bailing them out anyway, if something bad happens, but maybe it'll be okay. 
I wouldn't go so nuts about it because you've tried everything possible, okay? At some point, you just have to let it go. You cannot let this interfere with your relationship anymore because it's just going to, it's going to ruin it. And you're right. It's not enough money, but that's going to be their problem. And so you guys can worry all you want. You're not going to change the situation. Suzanne writes, my husband and I are both 57 years old. We've always contributed to traditional 401ks, and we're presently reconsidering that option, wondering if the Roth 401k is better. I'm currently not working. My spouse is working. Salary is about $120,000. Mortgage is paid off. We have $800,000 in traditional 401ks. Do you think it would be a wise decision to switch and contribute to a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA instead of a traditional? Yes, yes, yes. I would love that. Right now, you guys are in the 22% tax bracket. And I think you've got a lot of money in pre-tax. Go for the Roth. It's an after-tax dollar. It's okay. But I think you really should consider using that Roth. And you can use the Roth 401k if it's easier. It doesn't matter. But I would totally, I'd get on board with that. Okay? Okay. Um, here's a question from David. I'm 70 years old, retired. I've got about a million dollars with Merrill Lynch. I pay a 1% fee. About two thirds of my portfolio is in stock. Should I get out of the stock market with them? I only made uh, 5.2% after the 1% fee. And should I put all the money in fixed income annuities? No, 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 no. If you don't want to use Merrill Lynch, then you can maybe use someone else or you might say, you know, just use a robo advisor. But the annuity has tons of costs built in. These, these annuities, your money's locked up. I don't think it, it's worth your while. I don't think that this is going to be worth it for you. So no, I would not do that. There's huge costs built into annuities. I'd love to hear from you. In fact, Dave, I'm going to encourage you to give us a holler. I'd love to get you on the air and hear more about what you're invested in and what this broker at Merrill Lynch does for you. Because maybe there's something more that you can use this person for to get your money's worth from that 1%. Or maybe we just got to get you out of there and you go to a, uh, a robo-advisor. I don't know. We have to see. All right. That's it. That is it for the program. If you have a question, please give us a holler. It's askjill at jillonmoney.com. Askjill at jillonmoney.com. And if you're on the website, if you're on the jillonmoney.com website, all you have to do is hit the contact button. All right. Now, according to the CDC, I'm going to have to alter my show clothes. So you still have to wash your hands because that's whether there's a pandemic or not. You have to wear your masks inside. But if you are vaccinated and you are outside, you don't have to wear your masks. I don't know. I'm going to just keep carrying a mask with me for a while. And you should maintain your physical distancing. So who knows who's got a, a vaccine or not? All right. But here's something that I know is true. If you do something nice for someone else today, that person's going to feel a lot better. And you're going to feel better because you have done it. Okay. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 